Okay, well, welcome everyone to this edition of Human Wisdom Live. And we're going to be talking about a really important subject which causes so much suffering in the world which can be avoided. And if we can uh, get our collective intelligence together to figure this out and share this with others, um, that's our aim with Human Wisdom, is to help reduce suffering and make the world a better place. My guest today is John O'Sullivan, who's an old friend and a fellow traveler with Human Wisdom, and we work together, and you'll find him on the Human Wisdom app with a number of our conversations. So John, welcome. John's a counsellor and uh, works in the north of England. Thank you very much. So yes. the plan, plan for the next hour, we're going to keep this to an hour, is that John and I will speak for about between 30 and 40 minutes, and we'll go through a whole bunch of questions that we've prepared. And then we're going to open it up for your comments and your insights and thoughts. So please uh, keep your questions and insights, and we'd love to hear from you and uh, uh, have you know know what you see, what you think. So, John, let's start with the first question. Okay. Um, we're hurt, okay, and we are we we're angry with people. What's the first thing we could do? Could we re-examine the hurt we're feeling, perhaps, when we're talking about the subject of forgiveness? Yeah, is it a perceived hurt or is it a genuine hurt? Is it? Is that what you mean? Yes, yes. It may not be anything to do with the other person, for example. Correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, for example, was the hurt intentional? Yeah. Was it intentional or, or was it caused by... Um, perhaps an unmet expectation that you might have had yes. on that relationship. Well, I've known people who haven't spoken to each other for 10 years because somebody didn't invite them to dinner when they were visiting town. These were brothers, by, by, you know, and so on. So people get hurt for all sorts of reasons and maybe that feeling of being hurt comes from our own expectations, which we're not aware of, which come from our own conditioning. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we are, our conditioning could be everything from religious, cultural, um, parents, even, you know, society at large, our conditioning can influence, again, how we react and how we think. Yes, in certain situations. And when we get hurt, we feel vulnerable to communicate that hurt. So the other person may not even know that we've got hurt, but we just withdraw and then we just carry on with our anger against others exactly. for years and years. Yeah, exactly. And it's unspoken. Yes. And I met a man the other day who's got four brothers who live just within an hour of him. And he doesn't speak to any of them because wow. they've all fallen out for one reason or another because of some perceived hurt. So I think the first thing when we're talking about forgiveness is to ask ourselves, look, can I re-examine the hurt and anger I'm feeling? Could this be coming from me, from my own unmet expectation? It may have nothing to do with the other person. And if I do feel bad about something, can I communicate that rather than, and that could be the end of it. 
there and then, immediately. Right? Why do we? Why do we not communicate that hurt? Why do yes, we? Why do we not do that, John? Do we feel why vulnerable, we do? or do we feel? Do we worry about how the people are going to react? I think that's one of the primary things: feeling vulnerable, feeling. Yeah, we know. We we both know. There's a number of other things here that that drive that not communicating, but feeling vulnerable might be one of the primary things that's going on there. Yes. Uh, you know that you might be putting yourself out on the line. Yes. And it it's something we all need to learn. It's a paradox, but we need to learn how to be vulnerable if we want to have healthy relationships, right? Exactly. And it's very difficult to be vulnerable when you feel that you may get hurt again. Yes, yes, yes. And like, you feel like you're laying yourself open to that hurt. Yeah. I was visiting New York last week and a couple of my friends who I messaged um, said, hey, are you busy? And they said, you know, sorry, we're busy. We can't meet you. Now, I could easily get hurt, get angry and, you know, and so on. Um, so, and I could then be blaming them for hurting me and then Absolutely. react by not speaking to them ever again. Do you see what I mean? See Absolutely. how easily and that's all they're done. doing is just living their lives. Yes. At it that is. moment in time. Yes. So our own expectations create our own pain and our own reaction yes. of anger and so on. So that's something to watch out for. That's the first question. Okay. Yeah. Second one is why do we, why does our mind keep these hurts alive in us? Like mm. we forget. I forget what I ate last week <laughs> or, you know, but I'll remember what somebody said 10 years ago or 25 years ago. <laughs> why does our mind do that? A number of things happen. We tend to, one of the biggest ones that I come across um, in this field is justified anger you know that person did this to me and you know and they should pay for it and i'm right to feel anger i'm right to feel this pain and not forgive them and hold them to account there's something going on in our thinking the human mind's the same you see yeah. the world over whether you're in alaska or argentina doesn't matter if you've been hurt our mind keeps the memory of that hurt alive yeah for generations sometimes, right? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Maybe one of the reasons is it's maybe because we feel justified, as you said, we feel superior yeah. to others, but it also That's becomes part of, part of our identity, becomes part of the me, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been hurt. Yeah, yeah. And, and that superiority that you mentioned there, that that's... You know, we kind of get into that mind frame of, well, I'm a better person. I wouldn't do to somebody else what they did to me. I wouldn't be that way. I'm so different to them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's kind of the part of the payoff and it's part of the, the maintaining factor for keeping that anger and that unforgiveness alive. Yes. By the way, if anyone wants to comment on anything we're discussing, please add it to the chat and we'll... I'll refer to that when we finish talking and uh, open it up to everyone. So this is something that the mind does automatically. So yeah. if we want to do something about it, we have to consciously intervene. Because if you don't do anything, 
your mind is going to remember those hurts. It's going to become yeah. part of your identity. You're going to feel like a victim. And this yes. whole thing gets perpetuated. Yes. And you don't even, it's not even you, it's your mind. You see what I mean? The difference. Your mind, yeah. You're not consciously doing it. You're not thinking, you know, I'm going to consciously carry this pain forward. Yes. But we do. Yes. And of course, the reaction and action, action and reaction continue, right? You know, classic yes. is a relationship, you know. Something happened and someone reacts to that and someone reacts to that reaction and it yes. sort of goes on and on. And of course, in the end, when things die and then all hell breaks loose, you know, there's blood everywhere when people break up <laughs> because people have just not moved on from all the different hurts they felt uh, in that long relationship. Okay. So how does this, I mean, there are common many causes of uh, being hurt, which is why we need to, can you think of a couple of common ones? A couple of common ones. Um, somebody leaving our lives that we weren't expecting to leave, you know, maybe he's feeling betrayed in some way or abandoned in some way. Yes. Um, or criticised. Or criticised, yeah. That's another big one, criticised, because the ego gets a little bit bruised when we... Yes. So I know a family where the daughter-in-law refused the grandmother access to the grandchildren all their lives because of some criticism the mother-in-law, or maybe it was implied, I don't know, made against the daughter-in-law. You see? So from this hurt, we react without realizing that's what we're doing. And the pain can be intense, so the reaction is also intense. Um, and of course, there's been heartache in all around for so many years because we're unable to forgive and forget and, and move on. Um, yeah. It's an interesting okay. phrase that, you know, I hear that, I hear that quite often. Mm. And it's normally said like this, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And, and it's that sort of, well, so in other words, you haven't actually forgiven at all. You know, you, 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 you know, you're going to hold on to this for as long as you physically can. Well, we'll talk about that later because all our religious books tell us to forgive. So we might say, because I'm a Christian, I'm going to forgive. But deep down, that doesn't happen. So on the surface, it might happen, but underneath it continues to cause trouble. So, okay, how does this anger affect us, this hurt and anger that we keep alive through our thinking? It, it affects us in so many ways. Um, when we're carrying the anger, when we're carrying that unforgiveness, that can affect our self-image, our self-worth, our self-confidence, our self-esteem. Yes, and it sh directly shortens our lifespan. All the research is now showing that chronic anger, chronic stress is going to shorten your lifespan because, and they've shown, there's a small um, element at the end of our uh, chromosomes called a telomere. And the length of that is directly correlated with our overall health and length of our lifespan. And people who are chronically stressed and angry, 
that length reduces. So it has a direct impact on our lifespan and our health and our vulnerability to cancer and all of that because it impacts our immune system. So, yeah. But the other way this can help, can affect us, I think, besides affecting our mental health, is it saps us from the joy of life. Have you ever met someone who's angry mm. and hurt, who has a joy of being alive? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. The, the two things can't cohabit. They just can't <laughs> coexist, right? Yeah. It makes me suspicious of others, stops me getting close to others. And all this is happening unconsciously, right? Without yeah. my awareness. Yeah. So, okay. So that leads me to the next question, which is why do you think I should forgive? Suppose someone's done something really mean to me. Why do you, why should I forgive them? Does it mean I'm letting them off the hook or Absolutely having an affair not. and leaving me for another person, yeah. other, you know, whatever it might be, another man? I think this is the, the, the some of the biggest misconception about forgiveness is that uh, we believe that it's about, as you said, letting that other person off the hook, condoning what they've actually done in some way, shape or form and saying, oh, it's okay. You know, you left me when I needed you most, but that's okay, that's fine. You know, don't worry about it. We hold on to that. We hold on to that. Yes. Or rather uh, our mind holds on to that. Yes, yes. You see, exactly. we think we're holding on to it as if we're in control. And, but and actually, whilst we blame the other person, Yes. Whilst we've got them to blame for our feelings, for our hurt, for whatever it is we're feeling, that hurt, that anger, that pain, whilst we've got them to blame, we're not looking within at all. We're not doing anything there. So why we should why should we forgive? Because we've got to realise that it's not about the other person. Yes. Yes, it's, it's about, about it's a gift we give ourselves, right? It's a gift we give ourselves. It doesn't yes. mean you're letting someone off the hook or someone's not responsible for whatever they've done. Yeah. But what yeah. you're doing is really to bring peace to yourself. I mean, yeah. we talked about Nelson Mandela and, you know, he's Nelson one Mandela, example, yeah, but there's so many yeah. others of people yeah. who've gone out and forgiven others of, amazing things that have, you know, people have killed others, the, the people close yeah. to them and so on, and forgiven their attackers or their rapists or whatever it be. Yeah. Uh, as a way of just because healing it themselves. Because they made it, that they recognised that it wasn't about them. Nelson Mandela, when he came out of prison after 27 years, after being beaten, abused, whatever he experienced in that prison, which wasn't good, you know, a lot of people would have been perfectly understanding if he'd kind of mounted the the, the black people into a, into an army to kind of annihilate the, the 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 white population that had had done so much harm to him. But he didn't do that. Yes. He came out and he forgave them and made them part of. Yes. So forgiveness really isn't a weakness. It's a sign of the highest intelligence. Totally. It's a sign of living with wisdom because you're doing it because you realize it's going to heal you. Yeah. And it's going to probably contribute to peace in the world. Yeah. And we, we haven't mentioned that, but so much of the violence in the world is because this memory of pain is perpetuated, not just individually, but also in communities and societies and countries. Absolutely. You know, 
absolutely. We've just got to look across the water to Ireland and Northern Ireland. You know, and, and we've done this before where we talk about, you know, Catholics on one side of the street hit the Protestants on the other side of the street. They don't even know each other. Yes. I mean, the same can be said for the Indians and Pakistanis and the Russians and Ukrainians or the <laughs> Palestinians and, you know, Israelis and, and so on. All these conflicts around all the Shias and Sunnis and all that. Okay. So the first step in all this yes. is to have the intention to forgive. Absolutely. But yeah. that's not enough, is it, John? Just having the intention to forgive others is Just a first step, but it's not enough. It's not enough. And quite often, it's the way I see forgiveness, it's, it's a way of being. Hmm. It's a way of learning to, to, to drop that pain, to drop that hatred, to drop that bitterness. And to make that, I mean, sometimes somebody's going to do something in your life which might upset you, which might, you know, make you feel that, that pain. And it's, I think it's learning to, to catch that hmm. and to then decide that you're not going to allow that to now control your life. Yes. Yes. So first thing to realize, I think, is our pain comes from our own reaction to what's happening. Absolutely. Yeah. And as you say, we can take ownership of that reaction. Yes. And realize others are, our mind assumes others are responsible for our pain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we don't realize that our feelings, this is the other part of it, we don't realize that our feelings have been generated from within us. Yes. Yes. They haven't been, you know, somebody hasn't come along with a bucket of bitterness and thrown some bitterness on us or thrown some anger on us. Yes. That's it's been generated it. from within. Right. But again, it's the human mind that does that automatically. It's not... Yes you personally that's what you have to realize and just understanding the way the mind works and making the unconscious patterns conscious then yes. gives you options and puts you in charge of your own life i mean that's the whole ethos behind the human wisdom project and we're going to show people around the app in a second okay so for me it's about realizing that we are the same human being deep down let me tell you a story. And for those who've heard this one before, apologies. But I was teaching in a school in Newcastle and giving a talk. And at the end, a teacher came to me and she was crying. And I started to apologize, saying, look, I'm sorry if I upset you. She said, no, no, what you've said has helped me to forgive my parents. Wow. So I said, what, what happened? And she said that she had a boyfriend who had a different skin color to her. And her parents refused to accept him. They married anyway, had children. Nobody had spoken for 20 years. And she said, there's this heartache everywhere from the grandparents in her heart, the grandchildren who haven't met their grandparents and so on. And she said, today I realize from what you've said that their actions came from their unconscious conditioning influences after the war, Absolutely. which they're not aware of, right? We are not aware that our thoughts and actions come from our particular influences. Yes. And she said, what's helped me to forgive them is to realize that I am the same, that my thoughts and actions also come from my 
past influences, and I'm not aware of that either. No, exactly. So it's that that understanding at that deeper level that you and I are the same human being, the same processes that are occurring in you are occurring in me, deep down. Exactly. You know, when I, I don't know if Jesus was a historical figure, but I love this line, that, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they know not what they do because they're not aware that firstly, they've been conditioned. And secondly, that all their actions come from that particular conditioning, right? Yeah. yeah. But I think the other thing to realize is that all of us operate from self-interest, mm-hmm. from our fear, uh, from the fact that the mind is comparing all the time, and it's the same in you and me. Mm-hmm. So when you realize someone else has acted from their self-interest, yeah, we get angry because we think we're different, but actually, the more we travel inwards, we realize we're not. We're all the same human being. So this is one thing that really helps me to forgive and forget and realize, ah, you know, we're the same human being. They're not aware of their actions, you see? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a great leveler to recognize okay. we're all ultimately the same. Yeah, and most people are not aware of their actions or why they're doing what they're doing. They're just automatically uh, doing that. Okay. So now forgiveness needs compassion. Yes. And to have this compassion, we need to probably dissolve our own hurt, don't we? Mm. How do we do that, John? Because it's, I'm still, if I'm still burning and my heart is burning, my mind is burning with pain, then it's hard to forgive, right? This kind of brings us back a little bit to what we we talked about, about how it affects us psychologically and how it affects us, our self-esteem, our self-worth. Quite often, we don't even think that we ourselves are worthy of compassion, of forgiveness. So therefore, it is then very difficult. Well, actually, I say it's difficult. For most people that I meet, they're quite able to extend compassion to others and to be understanding of others. But when it comes to being understanding of themselves and being forgiving or compassionate with themselves, oh no, no, there's a different set of rules at play for them. Yes. Let's talk about how to be. How can we forgive ourselves? Okay. So maybe to realize that, hey, we're the same human being, we're fallible that our mind is operating in these unconscious automatic ways we're not aware of. And that's what's directing our thoughts and actions. Yeah. And if we have done something we regret, then what could we do? Suppose I've hurt someone, you know, and someone has been hurt by my actions. I think the first thing would be to look within, to be open, to recognize that you have a part to play in this as well. And that that you too, like any other human being, are a victim to the same, to what I'm looking for, to conditioning, to other influences that you, they're so beneath the consciousness and they've been 
bedded into you from childhood yes. that you may not be aware of them. Yes. So I think the first step is to recognize that you're human, infallible. Mm -hmm. Then to realize your mind operates automatically. And if you have hurt somebody, you can ask for forgiveness, as Anjali's just said. You can just say, I'm really sorry, and uh, please forgive me for what happened. And how can I make amends? Uh, and say it genuinely as if you mean it. And I've done it that. It starts with that intention. It starts with that decision to do so, to do that. Yes. I, I do remember somebody, somebody in my life I had to forgive. Yes. And it was quite a, you know, I held on to this for quite a while. And uh, I remember I went to a conference at one point that we're talking about how to, uh, this forgiveness process that we were learning at the time. Yeah. And the, the person who was leading it, they said, right, I need you to bring to mind somebody who you need to forgive and then work with a partner and we will go through this process. So this person came to my mind that I needed to forgive. And I was like, I was horrified because this person, I had no intention of ever forgiven. In fact, I was quite justified in, in my anger against this person. Yes. You know, they made my life really difficult over a number of years. Right. And uh, I shared this with the person I was working with. And she quite wisely said to me, John, I, I think that's the person who you really need to be working with. You know, the person who I would least want to forgive, that was the person who I, least, I, I most needed to forgive. Yes, yes. Well, thank you for that. Um, so I think it's about, and I think the power of asking for forgiveness mm. not, you should not be underestimated, right? Mm. Because it really touches the core of another person if you ask it with genuine sincerity and, and so on you know yeah but also maybe just ask yourself hey what can you learn mm -hmm. right? what can i learn from what i did and how can i be better if you like yeah. in the future yeah. what's the worst that could happen if i ask for forgiveness yes, yes. You know. so i think forgiving ourselves is perhaps as important as forgiving others yeah. but let's just end with this point about how do we dissolve our own hurt if we have been rejected in the past for example as Jenny says or um, we've been hurt someone has done something and this we're carrying this hurt how can we heal ourselves from that pain think initially to sit with it, to not label it, you know, to just allow it to be mm. as it is, not turn it into something that it isn't. You've been hurt. Okay, why am I hurt? Mm. What happened? What is it something? Is it an opinion of mine that's been challenged? Is it you know, am I attached my, my to something? ego that's been hurt, for example? Is it my ego? Yeah. Someone is didn't make you feel important, hurt? you know? Yeah. Or, yeah. I've been challenged. How yes. dare they? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or if someone leaves me, suppose I'm married and someone leaves me for another person, 
Well, it's not a prison, is it? I mean, you know, no, exactly. people, there is could become one. People can leave. So we can take ownership of our own pain. That's the first step. Yes. Yeah. Sit exactly. with it, as you said. I mean, there is a whole new talk if someone's interested in this particular subject. Uh, I've done done a similar session with John D. Whitus. It's on our website and on the app called Overcoming Emotional Pain. We go into it in depth. But uh, more importantly, to let go of our attachment. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. have to define us and our identity, right? Yeah, because attachment affects us so much, doesn't it? Yes. We, All of we that. are attached to so many things. So I'm going to take a minute and just show people around the Human Wisdom app, which has got all the subjects we're talking about uh, in different modules. We'll only do this for a couple of minutes. Uh, it's free to download and browse. And then we're going to open it up for your questions and comments. So please think of what you're going to share with us. Um, OK. So uh, this is. This is the Human uh, Wisdom app. It's on your desktop, but it's also on the iPhone and um, Android. This is the introduction, the beginning. Start here, if you, and it's free, um, this part. And these videos explain how wisdom can help. Wisdom is nothing other than self-knowledge. That's all it is. So a deeper understanding of ourselves and how our minds work. And this um, can help us in all sorts of different ways. Um, so I would begin with this section here. And this wisdom, how it brings transformation. Um, there's a daily practice which sharpens our skills we need to grow in wisdom. So it's a breathing exercise, a question of the day. Um, for example, um, how would your life change if you compared yourself to others only when you needed to and not automatically? Uh, and so on. So that's a set of daily exercises. Then we've curated the content in sections to help you explore a subject if you're of interest. So for example, if you're interested in say sorrow and loss, which is this topic perhaps, all the content we have is in one place here. So this one is a short video on dealing with loss, then more detailed modules to explore. Uh, emotional needs, looking without language, which is what we talked about, being with something, like any feeling. Some life stories, there's one here on forgiveness. Um, short videos, um, for example, how to deal with painful memories, podcasts. The one I talked to you about, overcoming emotional pain using wisdom is here, or overcoming grief and uh, various events. So all that is in one place. So depending on your particular interest, you can explore a subject of interest or um, wherever our thinking is involved, wisdom has a role to play. So it can help us with stress and happiness. So these are all the different subjects that are covered um, and I'll leave you to browse this uh, for yourself. But to give you a flavor of what each subject looks like, if you open a module on communication, for example, you'll find a number of different se sessions um, and it goes into it in quite some depth. Um, then you can explore uh, your emotions and how to manage them. For example, the other day, a man told me that for the first time in his life, he realized his wife was not responsible for his anger. <laughs> 
his anger came from himself, from his own unmet expectations, which came from his particular conditioning. Um, then we have sections on developing a calm mind, understanding how your mind works. And this section on conditioning, which is our past influences, is very powerful. Um, and then one on understanding yourself and how to help make the world a better place. So I'll leave you to browse that at your leisure. Okay, so now this is the best bit I like, which is to open it up to everyone's uh, comments and questions. And maybe I'll start with the comments we had. So Vinita, do you want to share your thoughts on um, forgiveness as a direct correlation with expectation? Forgetting yeah. plays an important role. Go ahead. Thanks, Manoj. Uh, first of all, thanks for sharing that wisdom about forgiveness. And by I said I correlating it because so many times um, it has it's... come out in the form of unmet expectations and difficulty is about forgetting it. You rightly mentioned that it's all about the memories we have. And the painful part is that each memory have an emotional charge. Hmm. If you can work on it, if you can release that emotion from that memory, it becomes a bit easier for us to forget. And the moment the forgetting process starts, forgiveness takes place in that moment. Yeah. This is what I experienced with my own self also and with my clients also. Yes. And uh, it requires practice when how to get your memory's emotional charge free. Okay, and I think you raise a really important point that once you've forgotten a hurt, then you don't even need to forgive anymore because the memory of that hurt is gone, right? Yeah. Uh, thanks, Manoj. Thanks, John. Uh, I mean, this is such an important subject in the world today, this. Um, what's, what comes to mind for me is what role judgment plays in all of this. Um, because... Um, <laughs> Just speaking personally, you know, um, being brought up a Catholic, a cradle Catholic, and then being um, 25 years in Catholic education. I feel you. Um, there's, <laughs> the, um, obviously, there's, there's an awful lot of um, conditioning there, which was uh, brought me up to believe what was good, bad, right, or wrong. Yeah. And now um, I'm going through a, a divorce. Um, now, you can imagine that given that uh, upbringing that I had, um, the, the judgment um, that I have of myself is probably worse than the judgment that anybody else gives me, that I'm therefore um, wrong for getting a divorce and it's a bad thing, which means that I'm wrong and therefore I'm bad. And because I uh, look at that, then obviously part of that is about um, self-judgment and having to forgive myself going to a, a deeper wisdom and I've done a lot of work on this you know and thanks to Manoj for that um, a deeper wisdom says that actually I'm okay I'm, I'm worthy I'm loved we all are but we all are the same human being and when I realized that, that actually going through a divorce, a messy divorce, is, and the hurt that I feel inside of myself, 
is coming from that upbringing, that conditioning, the judgment that's that's been around me my whole life makes um, makes the forgiveness a lot easier. Now, a step further than that is that it is a messy divorce, and there are, there is a very there's a lot of conflict between us. But one of the greatest things for me is to understand that the way I've been brought up has led me to think what's good, bad, right or wrong. The way she has been brought up has led her to think what's good, bad, right or wrong. As far as she's concerned, her actions are perfectly reasonable. And if I've been brought up in exactly the same way, with that idea of what's good, bad, right, or wrong, then I would be acting in exactly the same way that she is. Yes. So to have that understanding that that's where she's coming from, it makes that compassion and that forgiveness so much easier because as far as she's concerned, she's doing nothing wrong. Yes. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm doing nothing wrong. And to remove the good, bad, right or wrong and just accept that that's the way it is. I'm just observing the way it is. Yes. Allows the space within and the wisdom within to come up and the compassion and the forgiveness and the love to come through. Dominic, that's really beautifully expressed. Thank you for that. Anjali. You're on mute, Anjali. Hello. I'm just tempted to share a little uh, something that has worked for me mm -hmm. very beautifully. And I just thought, let me just share it. Uh, just to give a little background that as a young girl, I was, I was very obstinate and uh, full of myself. And I gave a lot of importance to myself. And I had a huge, huge self-esteem as if, uh, there is, as if I'm, I'm God's gift to humanity. So that is how I lived. So then it was a life-changing event for me that I was, I was thrown out of my marital home with two small children mm -hmm. and I had to fend for myself. So for, for some time, for a few years, I kept on blaming everyone around me that, you know, so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that. Then one day, and I had no, no, no uh, you know, uh, introduction to my coaching program or anything of that sort. I was too busy making two ends meet. But one day it so happened that I was telling myself that when I have so much of importance for myself and I think that I am very independent and I can do everything myself, then why is it that I am holding somebody else so powerful that they can control my happiness and my misery? Right. That means that means I'm giving the remote control of my life to somebody else, which means that I am empowering them. And that was the day my life changed forever. And I just started telling myself that, no, I'm not going to make these people so powerful that they can make me miserable. Yes. And from that day onwards till today, I think I've never looked back. And so much so that over the years, the resentment, the anger, turned into empathy for them yes and and lately i've started feeling that what they did to me was the best thing that they they ever did 
because if they did not do that to me, if they did not throw me out of the house and left me to fend for myself, I would not have been where I am today. So I have today all my gratitude for them. Um, yeah, it was in response to, um, John said, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Um, and that's when I put in rejection and then realized I don't type fast enough. Um, but a, a, something I, I wanted to say was that, and David mentioned, you know, the inner child and, and, and that, and I work as an EFT practitioner and go back to these things where people are holding on to this anger and bitterness and resentment and all the rest of it towards someone. And they're running, they're running a, a, like an unconscious program um, where they believe they to make sense of it as a child, they believe they've been rejected or they believe they've been abandoned or they believe they're not loved. And so when these things happen over time and, and you know, decades later, they're still happening. It's almost it's just validation that their belief is correct. Yes. And that becomes very, very difficult to just let go of. Yes in the way that that we're talking about now yes you know through aft we go back and unpack it and and it's easy for people to see it but there is that difficulty when someone's anger towards them is perceived as rejection or abandonment and then it's just validating that child parts belief of whatever they've got yes so every time I talk about my story and me, I repeat that story of my pain, <laughs> my rejection. And every time I feel hurt, I repeat the story of why I'm feeling hurt, which is caused by whatever event it was. So my mind has repeated this thousands and thousands of times. And then someone like me or you come along and say, no, you've got to let that go. And you say, no, that's my best friend. How can I let that yeah. go? <laughs> Yeah, you know, because that's become uh, part of you. It's part of me. I can't. It's like letting go of my right arm. How can I let that go? <laughs> I guess that's the journey we have to realize what our mind has done to us. The whole human wisdom project is based on this premise that to understand, to shine a light into what our mind is doing to us, and as soon as we see that clearly, that's what is the beginning, I think, of wisdom and freedom. So wonderful, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'd just like to bring Suzanne Odes in. Suzanne works with children. Suzanne, do you want to come in and share what something? Hello, that was lovely, thank you. Um, oh, needs to come back into the room. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I put something in the chat about the restorative practice that we do at my school. Mm -hmm. um, it's just so needed because the children increasingly I think are finding it difficult to exist in the world that we live in and be able to um it's accepting that responsibility for for our own reactions our own actions but being able to see things from the other person's point of view and it's so important that we give we give them that time and that space to do that 
um, which it's it's really difficult in the school day, obviously, but we, we do have to spend a lot of time doing that because if they don't learn to see things from the other person's point of view and have that empathy for other people, then, you know, as, as adults, they're not going to be able to, to exist in the world. Um, just empathy, the one thing that's really come, come up for me as, as I've been listening to everybody is just being able to have empathy for other people and, and to love other people. Um, and and to and to have empathy for ourselves and that compassion and that love for ourselves, it's got to be it's got to flow both ways, hasn't it? Yes. But thanks, Suzanne, because I do a lot of work with children, and they somehow are more unkind to each other than adults mm -hmm. are, because we have some barriers or guards or whatever, some idea that we might get something, you know. But children have no such barriers, so they're really unkind. But if you talk to them, and it's something we need to learn as adults too, that when other people are behaving badly, it's because usually they are hurting. And there's so much hurt in the world for various reasons. And we don't take ownership of it. We think it's come from the outside. But we are reacting to that hurt. So the children tell me they know that when someone is bullying others, it's because they're hurting inside. I've got this beautiful dialogue on our website with this eight-year-old girl. And she said, I understand they're hurting. And if I don't do something, they're going to keep hurting other people. <laughs> so I'm going to go up and say, can I be your friend? Um, so that's what we need to do, perhaps, is to not only heal our own hurts, but see if we can heal the hurts of others, because otherwise they're just going to keep on hurting other people as we go. Okay, is there anyone else who would like... Ah, um, Mike, you had a thought about uh, faith says forgiveness and so on. That's a very interesting one about guilt. Go ahead. <clears throat> I thought you were letting me off the hook there. Mama. No. <laughs> Um, I, th I think some things that other people have said um, have caused me to reflect. I think, Dominic, you, you talking about um, your, your upbringing uh, and background ha has a lot to do with the circumstance I was going to tell you about in some detail, but having listened to what Manosh said about replaying the story, um, I'm not sure I really want to say too much about the specifics, but um, I was... Um, until quite recently, uh, an elder in a small Christian church uh, and have been for some time. Um, and uh, a lot went wrong. Um, and in the end, I did the only thing I could do, uh, which was to walk away from it. Um, I walked away from the church. My wife was in the same boat and she did the same thing. So at least we were doing that together. Um, but it left me in a situation where my faith said I should be forgiving those responsible. I do have a strong Christian faith. I have really struggled to forgive. Um, although I've just tried again. Um, and I think something worked just then. So uh, thank you, Georgie, for that. Um, but when, you, when I for, fail to forgive, because of my faith, I can then feel very guilty about that. Yes. yes. Because it's what 
I believe I should be doing. And I really do believe I should be doing it. I know we mustn't use words like should and must, yes. um, but, it, but it's part of what I believe in. And that's quite a difficult, vicious circle to break out of. Yes. I think although, as Dr. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. Let me, please go no, ahead. I was just going to say, although what we've just done um, has pointed me to um, some things I can do practically that might well help me with that. I think to realize that it's our unconscious conditioning, in your case, the church, which has created the ideal that you should forgive. Whereas what wisdom does is helps you understand what gets in the way of forgiving others. And that's your hurt. So how can you heal your hurt and, and take ownership of your hurt? And as Anjali said, you know, you're giving someone else a remote control and whatever, we've discussed so many different strategies. But as we keep exploring, that's when it becomes so much easier. And the guilt goes away and you realize you're the same human being as everyone else. Um, I mean, what you've said seems obvious now. Yes. But these things aren't obvious until somebody speaks them or, or I speak them myself. Yes. Well, thank you, Mike. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for coming. I've certainly really enjoyed yeah. session and um please download and have a look at the human wisdom app it's free to download and browse share your comments with us later and i'll send you a recording of this event um and have a good weekend thank you this podcast comes to you from the human wisdom project if you'd like to find out more about any of the issues we've discussed here please download the human wisdom app or visit humanwisdom.me thank you for listening goodbye